Hello everybody and thank you for joining me on this Wednesday. It is Wednesday of week whatever with coronavirus. We have been dealing with this for four months now. Um, it is continuing throughout the world. Here in the U.S. we are over three million cases. Uh, some parts of the U.S. are doing better than other parts, just like the world. Um, this is still a time where we need to uh, always put safety first. We need to find ways to continue to help in our communities, um, you know, by volunteering. I'll talk more about this in my step of the day, but um, take time in your community, see if you can help out. Uh, there is a need for things, especially in the areas that are continuing to have rising numbers in uh, Florida, Texas, basically in 30 plus states uh, in the U.S. Wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are staying safe uh, in your area. If you have the ability to help out your communities as well, please do so. That is still a very necessary thing. Also, uh, we are still in the midst of the social justice changes that are in need. If you are participating in that, do it safely. Keep pushing. There have been many symbolic gestures that have happened, but the systemic change still needs to happen. So we must remember, this is about systemic change and not just symbolism. Symbols are great, but systems need to be changed. All right, I'll get into some news stories in just a moment. My name is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. My first story comes from the USA Supreme Court. Um, they have uh, made it more difficult for women to get access to birth control uh, as part of their health plans if their employer has religious or moral objections to uh, contraceptives. So um, the Trump administration changed a rule that was in the Affordable Care Act and the, the uh, rule that was there was there was a plan for um, women to uh, opt out of a certain portion of their uh, health insurance plan to be able to still get um, a birth control if needed. Um, yeah, there was an opt-out provision for employers uh, so now what has happened is they have ruled against that entirely saying that there's no more opt-out uh, clause if, if, a, if an employer is against any contraception then your insurance will not cover it so um, this was a 7-2 to two decision so not even close on this one um, you know, whether you are 
pro-life or pro-choice, this is still something that could be important to all. Um, you know, birth control is, uh, is an interesting one because not only can it prevent babies, but, you know, sometimes it helps to regulate, um, a, a woman's cycle. Uh, you know, I'm not speaking on personal experience because I am, I am a man and I am not going to pretend I understand all of, of what happens with a woman. That is stupid if I were to try to say that, but I do feel that women should have the right just as much as a man should have the right. And, um, this is a really difficult one to, to deal with because these are oftentimes, this is a Republican thing. Many of these, um, people who believe it are over religion are Republican. Not all, not all. I'm not, not generalizing, but oftentimes more they're Republican and they are also the ones who are pro-life. Um, so there's a balance here that somehow needs to be found and, and, um, given and I don't understand, um, there should be some kind of separation between the two. Uh, this is health and not, um, religion. And I don't know, to me, it's just a, it's exhausting and it seems to go around in circles. Um, and I, I don't know the way out of this one. I don't, I don't know how to, uh, help on this one. Not that it's for me to help, but just want to put this story out there because it is, it is one that confuses me. And I feel that, you know, people should have the right to, to birth control. And it's not just to allow them out there to have sex freely all the time. They're there are other factors that are involved with this as well. So I don't know if that's ever been taken into account. All right. Well, hopefully we see movement in a, in a way that helps understand. My second story is going to come from Harvard and MIT, and they are in the process of suing the Trump administration. Um, they're yeah, suing the U.S. government, basically. So what happened is they are, as as the coronavirus is still running rampant throughout the world, you know, there have been people and uh, young adults who are attending schools, Harvard, MIT specifically, um, on F-1 visas. And due to federal policy announced Monday that college students studying in the U.S. on those visas will not be permitted to stay in the U.S. or re-enter the country if their school opted for entirely remote learning in the fall. So they are saying if you are doing only remote learning, then these students are not allowed back in the U.S. And that is um, terrible because right now, um, 
the focus should be on helping these kids learn again and not never coming back if they don't come back now. Um, that is that is atrocious, in my opinion. Um, so MIT and Harvard, as they're all, all, you know, many schools, these are just the two who are uh, leading this lawsuit. There are many schools that are struggling to figure out how to deal with the world that we live in now with the coronavirus pandemic. And um, it is it is uh, impossible to, to know exactly what's going to happen. So MIT themselves are doing a bit of both for students that need to be hands-on. They're allowing that as well, but for students who can be um, remote learn uh, or can take part rather in remote learning, they are doing that as well. So they're trying to do it both, but you know, not everybody needs to be hands-on for all certain things. So it's this is a back and forth struggle on schooling that's happening right now in the U.S. as numbers continue to grow for the coronavirus. But yet, shouldn't the idea be to teach? Um, but this is um, part of the ICE policy that has come down, and um, I don't know. I, uh, this is this is one of those that. If, if you're here to study, why would you not be allowed to come back and study while you're taking um, precautions to study uh, um, remotely if you can? So um, you can check that out. They're, they have a full complaint that you can read. Um, you know, ICE was unable to to offer the most basic answers about how its policy will be interpreted or implemented. Um, that was a email sent out to staff for MIT, and um, they they don't. <laughs> there's not not enough explanation on how they're going to deal with this from ICE. It's this is a tough one as well. So hopefully we see some movement on this in the uh, near future yeah. all right we'll see what happens with those stories i'll be back in just a moment with your positive news for the day So my first positive news story comes from a young man who is now about to make his way into Harvard Law School. So the story goes like this. Uh, when he was in high school, his mother uh, left him and his brother and the father and they had some uh, financial struggles. So he uh, also was working on boxing, but then he had an injury, so that cut his boxing career short. Um, in high school he you know had some issues uh with you know because of everything that was happening with his home life um he eventually his father met an aerospace engineer who offered to tutor the young man for the remainder of school year which he got on the honor roll for um after you know uh time he he didn't um get into colleges um, unfortunately, so he ended up working as a garbage man, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but you know, he had aspirations of going to college and, and hoping, but things didn't work out. 
So his co-workers were trying to figure out why he was there and tell him he should go to school. And they eventually spoke to uh, the owners of the garbage trucking company about the young man. So the owner took him under his wings, quote, so to speak, and brought him to a university to meet a professor. The professor was so impressed that he appealed to the admissions board on his behalf and he be the young man went to school and earned a 4.0 gpa he became the president of organizations he says he's winning so many scholastic accolades it was crazy and then he decided he wanted to go to law school so you know he ended up now graduating and um his older brother stepped back from where he was going to school to help um to help him to help his younger brother get to to school um you know, the young man eventually transferred to University of Maryland and graduated from there. And then he went on to uh, uh, work at a law firm. And now he is going to be headed to law, Harvard Law School. So, you know, his, his life didn't go the way it uh, he thought it was going to. And he was able to get the right amount of help to help. Uh, guide him to where he wanted to be or desired all right so good for that community around him and good for him for for doing the work to to continue forward my next story is about a 13 year old boy who was abandoned by his parents so he was a he had been through foster care system since uh, the age of two, and when he was four, he was adopted by a couple in Oklahoma. Um, and then at one point, when he was 11, they brought him to a hospital and never returned. So, this um, this man named Tony Marabazi, um, he's a working, um, he's been, uh, been a foster father to others, and um, he asked if he could take this young man for the weekend and they ended up hitting it off and um, really connecting. And this man, Tony, oh no, I'm sorry, this man, Matabazi, they've been together ever since. He adopted him now. Uh, so Matabazi, who, he grew up in Uganda himself, ran away from home. At age 10, found a parent figure who got him through school, and he wanted to be able to do this. He works, um, he's in the U.S. now, became a U.S. citizen. He works for a nonprofit organization, World Vision United States, and uh, he's fostered 12 different children. After he met Tony, he decided he needed to legally become the boy's father, and they have a wonderful relationship. Um, they, they love to read together, bike together. Um, and this young man is able to to have a loving relationship um, that is hopefully going to to help him, you know, continue on in a positive way. Um, you know, there's obvious um, issues that they they talk about. The young man is going to have uh, trauma based on being abandoned and things and so forth. But Mr. Matabazi is aware of all this and he just says he loves Tony too much and he's gonna make sure that he gets all the help that he needs and 
he knows this young man has a bright future and he wants to be a part of that. So that is a wonderful story. You can read more about that story if you go look it up. It is a heartwarming story. Um, yeah, take a look at that. I would recommend it. And you can see the pictures of them together and, and how happy they are. All right, I'll be back in a moment with your positive step for the day. So well, for your positive step of the day, as I was talking about earlier, you know, there are still many uh, communities that are struggling. So um, do do what you can in your communities, um, you know, volunteer again. And I know I've, I've said these kind of things before, but, you know, not everybody was in uh, the same spot. So some of you may not have had a need to volunteer. Um, and it's just volunteer to like donate meals or to donate money for masks or whatever is possible as the number of coronavirus cases here in the U.S. continue to to increase. Um, you know, where how can you help um, without, you know, putting yourself in uh, risk of, of contracting the virus? What can you do to help? Um, call food banks, they might need donations of food, there might be, you know, uh, people in your community who are, are not working and who need meals and they uh, can't get to the food banks, uh, you might be able to find them out or find out um, through word of mouth from friends or from, you know, whatever in your community, make meals, help out, um, you know, if there's elderly people who, who can't do the same things, go grocery shopping. This is the time to do your best to help in your community uh, however possible, okay? And this isn't just a thing that needs to stop. If you are in an area that's doing better, there's still people who have lost their jobs. There's still people who may not be back at work because they are still sick. Um, there could be people that have lost somebody during all of this. So this is still ways to help in your community, help your friends, your neighbors, your family. Um, just reach out and, and see what kind of uh, help is needed, okay? I'll be back in just a moment with your quote for the day. For the positive quote of the day, it comes from Dr. Mae Jameson. She is uh, an American engineer, physician, and former astronaut. She was the first black woman to travel to space. Alright, so her quote goes like this. Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Alright, so... You, this goes to that young man who um, ended up going to Harvard Law School or will start Harvard Law School. And this is the same that applies for you. So he was told that he is not going to be able to make it by, you know, a counselor. And then he proved him wrong. And the counselor said that he was wrong. And, you know, 
the you have the power to help change your circumstances um obviously a little help from the outside is is important a little bit of luck is necessary but if you can have the imagination to move forward and um other people don't see it that doesn't mean it's not going to happen or it's not possible okay that's their worry that's them putting their disbelief on you that is not for you to carry you are to carry your dreams your goals your your purposes going forward and don't let other people decide what you can be what you can do and it doesn't have to just be a career it can be in any aspect of life all right any aspect of life you dictate your limitations not other people they don't dictate them for you okay keep pushing everybody there's always work to be done Thank you very much for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. Please, if you would like to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at The Daily Optimist. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Daily Optipod, at The Daily O-P-T-P-O-D. You can email me. I am The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, Reminder, next week I will be taking the week off, so I will not be doing the podcast next week. So... You'll have time to catch up on older episodes if, if you've missed them. Um, also, um, after that, I will be, when I do come back, I will be letting you know uh, when I'll take more time off for the summer. But in the meantime, just next week for right now, I'm taking off. Uh, so please, as always, rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that more people can hear about it. Subscribe so that you never miss it. And share so that a, a friend or friend of a friend or whomever can hear some positivity in their day all right thank you very much and until the next time everybody please be well